and welcome back to the Ask a Physio Public Affairs segment. I am your host, Doctor of Physical Therapy and local PT clinic owner, Tannis Kitchener. Last month, we had a great discussion about collaboration between running coaches and physical therapists where local running coach T.J. Davids of Microcosm uh, Coaching and I sat down for a chat. We received a lot of positive feedback, so if you missed it, check it out on KDNK's website. We ended the session with plenty more to say, so keep an ear out for a follow-up in the future. Today I have a very special treat for you, as I am being joined by one of my own team members. Caitlin Kinney is an NASM certified personal trainer, a level two personal trainer trainer at Ripple Effect, and it frequently takes rehab-specific continuing education to meld the two worlds of personal training and rehab technician for profound outcomes. I'm super proud of her contributions to our ACL program and for her extra knowledge of women's health considerations. Caitlin is the head trainer for our specialized blood flow restriction training, and I've asked her on the show so that we can give you the down and dirty of what blood flow restriction training is, what it is not, who it works for, and what you should look for in a BFR program if you find yourself in need of one. First, I want to tell you a little bit about how I came into BFR. And I have to admit that about four years ago, I had a client describe that one of his friends had arthritis and found that he could not lift as much. He said that his friend was working with a trainer who would use a tourniquet to cut off blood flow while the guy did his weight training. My client asked my opinion of this. I was still ignorant to all clinical things blood flow restriction training related. So my first um, initial response to this, I have to be honest, was that it sounded like a bad idea. (laughs) Well, friends, this is a prime example of why I never stopped pushing forward with continuing education. I was so wrong. But this client planted a seed of curiosity, and when I started to hear some of the most respected and published physical therapists discussing the new and promising research surrounding blood flow restriction training, I started doing my own reviews of the research. It turns out that BFR, or blood flow restriction training, was brought to the States originally as a possible treatment for soldiers with catastrophic limb injuries. Our evolved field medicine was saving lives who in the past would have been lost due to catastrophic injuries of war. However, these soldiers were being sent home and trying to rehab mangled limbs. These arms and legs were missing muscle and nerve tissue and were not responding to traditional rehab. So the military experts in PT, orthopedic, and neurovascular departments got together and started a robust collection of research to find alternative means for strengthening limbs. At this point, BFR is one of the most heavily researched and supported components of physical therapy. Once I learned a little more, it became undeniable that this is a modality that everyone with diminished ability to lift heavy loads or do high-intensity exercise should have access to. So I invested heavily in the best training, the best equipment, and the best teammates for bringing more options to my friends here in the Valley. At this point, I have been incorporating BFR in my PT treatments for nearly three years, and Caitlin has been a valued team member for nearly two. So with that, I want to welcome Caitlin to this Ask a Physio segment. And uh, I want to thank you so much for joining me today, Caitlin. Thank you. I'm excited to be here and to share more about this program. Yeah. 
Um, let's get started. Will you explain a little more about the blood flow restriction training program? Yeah, so personalized blood flow restriction training, commonly referred to as BFR, is a new, highly effective way of getting significant muscular gains with low loads on the joint and tissues. During the BFR training, blood flow is partially occluded to a leg or an arm using a cuff, usually at about 50 to 80% occlusion. This basically is metabolically stressing the muscle, achieving greater gains at lower loads. So with BFR, you can gain a pretty significant amount of strength and muscle growth with loads as low as 20 to 30% of your one rep max. An important feature of BFR is that it does not cause muscle damage like heavy load strength training does. Therefore, many individuals who cannot load their joints easily, for example, people in post-surgery, rehab, the elderly, or general injuries, are still able to maintain and gain strength as well as decrease pain through the beneficial physiological changes which occur from, from your usual high-intensity exercise. But in this case, it's with very low loads. Oh, so going back to my initial assumption that partial blood flow occlusion would stunt muscle growth was wrong. Blood flow restriction works by artificially or physiologically stressing the tissue and basically tricking it into gaining um, muscle growth with much lower loads, which means that there's much less impact on the joints. So now that we have an idea of what BFR is, let's talk about what it isn't. Well, in a safe uh, clinical environment, your provider should have equipment to measure blood flow in the limb. So this means that they might have a machine that has Doppler technology in it, or they might have a handheld Doppler ultrasound to measure blood flow while they increase the occlusion so that they know what percentage of occlusion they're at for you. What it is not is using a ratchet strap, like I've seen some folks in the gym using, to try to occlude blood flow. It's also not using what uh, some folks call a voodoo wrap. So a voodoo wrap is a way to do some myofascial release with exercise and potentially some very superficial blood flow occlusion, but it's not true blood flow restriction training. Um, that brings us to our next question, which is based on the research, can you tell me a little bit more about who benefits from BFR? Yeah, so individuals who are currently in physical therapy pre or post rehab surgically are just looking to maintain and gain general strength in physical areas, um, they're all great candidates for BFR. We work with a pretty wide range of patients from the elderly who cannot apply significant load to their joints, athletes coming back from an injury, those with osteoarthritis, prehab and rehab as like I said after a surgery, and even patients with Parkinson's disease all can really benefit from this program. I also often work with a lot of athletes in this valley who are aiming to just catch up one limb to the other in terms of general strength and mass. It's a really great tool because we can really isolate certain muscle groups and achieve a lot of benefit in as little as one to two sessions a week. This provides these athletes with a chance to still maintain their other strength, their outdoor programs, while also incorporating in BFR without the tissue damage or soreness of traditional um, strength training, it's great because then you can really have proper recovery in between. Um, that's such a good explanation. And I would say that my most common referrals to the BFR program include those who have had an ACL or other knee or ankle injury, as well as those who have had shoulder surgery or elbow injuries. I've had so much fun developing our return to sport ACL recovery program with you, as well as incorporating some neuromuscular techniques to help mm -hmm. individuals managing and trying to slow down the progress progression of Parkinson's disease. 
Um, and just a quick little reminder that if you're just now tuning in, I am Dr. Tannis Kitchener, a doctor of physical therapy, and I'm speaking with certified personal trainer Caitlin Kinney about blood flow restriction training and its place in prehab, rehab, and sports performance. So now for some frequently asked questions that we've had in the past. So one of the most asked questions is what should I expect from a BFR session? So BFR is a modality, so where you go for PT will determine what the session looks like. You can have it as an as an adjacent to a typical PT session, or you can just use it as a part of general wellness program. The type the type of machine may also vary, and at Rocky Mountain Therapros, we only use a state-of-the-art Delphi personalized tourniquet system to personalize every session for safe and effective treatment. The occlusion is generally intermittent, with a session lasting roughly 30 minutes per limb. I usually do three exercises targeting all the muscle groups on that limb so the session really isolates things well. At our clinic, we make sure to take, take vitals pre-treatment and initially post-treatment as well to assess your tolerance to the treatment and adjust accordingly. So you mentioned a special Delphi unit. Can you describe what that is and how that might be different from other units? Yeah, the beauty of the unit that we have is that it's constantly adjusting to your limb circumference, your body temperature, your blood pressure. Um, so as Tannis mentioned earlier, it won't completely occlude the blood flow that you see in some of the other mechanisms that people use for BFR. So the, our machine is really safe. It's really effective. And the, and the client is able to get the most out of their session because it's comfortable enough for them to execute the exercise. I'll add that the Delphi unit has a built-in Doppler technology, and so it's constantly measuring how what percentage of occlusion is happening at the limb at that time, and it has micro-adjustments, so it maintains that percentage of occlusion throughout the whole session. There are a few other machines out there that require like a handheld Doppler ultrasound for mm -hmm. the therapist to be checking in, and unless they're actually using that ultrasound at that moment, they don't know if the machine has deflated a little bit, if you've received some cellular pump and your limb has actually increased in circumference, which means things need to be adjusted. So it's the best example that I've found so far of real-time personalized adjustable blood flow restriction training for the most effectiveness and the highest level of safety. Yeah, that's well said. Um, how many times a week can I do BFR training and how long before I start to see results? So most studies are done with participants doing BFR training three to seven days a week. But at Rocky Mountain Therapos, we find clients that are still demonstrating really good results in as little as one to two sessions per week. Study at, studies show that strength and muscle growth are sped up with resistance exercise. Um, BFR and positive adaptations are seen within usually one to three weeks post-introduction to BFR. However, it is suggested to continue BFR training after this three-week period for continued gains until you're ready to graduate back to your regular strength training program. Since regular strength training can take up to eight weeks to even start to see some of the same results, um, this BFR program is really great because it just speeds that process up right away. I've heard some folks that feel concerned about if they're occluding any blood that it might increase their risk of blood clots. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, the chances of getting a blood clot from BFR alone are really pretty low based on all the studies and data they have so far. Many studies have been implemented on BFR in relation to blood clotting to ensure client safety 
chronically and the long term. And out of those studies, there have been no elevation of blood clot markers. Some studies are looking for these markers multiple weeks, even after the BFR training and post-surgery, and they're really showing very little to no significant evidence of an increased risk. Um, these studies are actually consistently finding that the use of the tourniquet does not appear to be an independent risk factor, and that the, the tourniquet itself can instead be associated with antithrombotic um, a process that prevents blood clotting factors. So that's pretty cool. Professionals say that blood clotting often stems from an underlying issue, and we consistently monitor any of the symptoms of blood clotting during or prior to our BFR session. Um, our protocols are really good, and they're in place before and after the session, where this includes a client check-in on symptoms, blood pressure reading, heart rate monitor, and oxygen saturation. So do you notice that any changes in oxygen saturation? And actually, more specifically, can you use this as a tool to increase VO2 max or even just do aerobic work with the BFR? The answer to that is yes. Um, a study via Owen's Recovery Science blog mentions that professional basketball players' VO2 max increased by 11.2% by using BFR twice a week for a few weeks. This is most likely due to an increase in the blood capillaries throughout the musculature, as well as increased muscle cell building production. So in our clinic, sometimes we'll put people on the bike and they can just ride the bike for about 15 minutes. Um, and studies have shown that this has the same cardiopulmonary benefits as riding at that same intensity with BFR for 40, without BFR for 45 minutes. Um, other circumstances are when a client is maybe not ready for muscle-isolated exercises. We can put them on the bike to achieve more of a systemic or upstream effect of the BFR and also keeping their VO2 max at a good pace while they're recovering. I love that this is a tool for maintaining VO2 max and aerobic conditioning while somebody might have an injury preventing them from doing their regular training or their sport. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if I have a runner or a ski racer mm -hmm. who has a rotator cuff uh, repair, they cannot risk falling. And frankly, running while your arm's in a sling just is not, it's very difficult to do and it's not a good idea to do while you're rehabbing. So, what we do is we can put the BFR on their leg, have them spin on the bike, like you said, and this helps maintain their VO2 max so that when their shoulder's ready to return to activity, the rest of their body and cardiovascular system is also still ready. And that's super exciting because it's very frustrating as an athlete, whether you're competitive or recreational, to return from an injury and see that every single system has been affected mm -hmm. by your timeout. So I love that we can offer this for folks. And another cool thing, too, is that we have two cuffs now. So being able to have both legs cuffs can just really increase that maximum benefit of being on the bike. Yeah, it's definitely better than having to do one at twice the time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's challenging. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's a really interesting thing to do. I think that the sense, the sensation you experience with BFR is, is very unique. And so one of the things that we say with our clinic is that you have to earn your deflate. <laughs> so uh, you can have people lifting like a two pound weight and they think, oh, this is going to be so easy. And then they realize it's really challenging, mm -hmm. but it's a fun challenge and you get done with this work and you feel like, man, I've worked really hard. My muscles, you know, you feel that muscular pump with such low loads to your joints. Yeah. 
And then you don't typically end up with that muscle soreness afterwards because mm-hmm. we're not causing the muscle damage that we would be doing with high intensity exercise. So what types of exercises do you usually find uh, that you do with your BFR program? I, I do any type of low load resistance exercises. Um, as we've said, that's the beauty of it is that we're getting that maximum benefit with pretty low load exercise. So typical physical therapy rehab um, can be just simple squatting, quad sets, little sideline leg lifts against the wall, bicep curls, tricep extensions, overhead press. We... Um, we also can do more complex strength moves because we have access to a total gym, BOSU balls, a Pilates machine, sliding discs, and the bike for lighter aerobic work. The Pilates machine has really been beneficial for a lot of the patients that I've worked with because you're not weight-bearing and you're still getting a pretty hard um, lengthening and strengthening exercise with the, with the cuff on. So, Tannis, how long after surgery can you usually do BFR? Well, it depends on the type of surgery that you had. Um, Some surgeries you can begin immediately after surgery. Even if you're not yet allowed to actively contract your muscle, we can get BFR on that limb and contract the other muscles that we're working on the neuromuscular system. And the BFR actually can help release beta endorphins, which can help with pain management. As Caitlin talked about earlier, it can mitigate some risk factors for blood clots. It increases human growth hormone and a whole slew of physiological things. Um, there is some research showing that in certain inju- in sorry in certain injuries, particularly ACL injuries, we end up releasing a component in our body that's called myostatin, and myostatin actually can decrease your body's ability to grow muscle, and so it can lead to muscle atrophy and increase scarring. Research has been showing that BFR application actually can mitigate the effects of myostatin. And so if we get it on as early as possible, then we can mitigate some of that muscle loss that you have after injuries and surgeries. So it really depends on the surgery that you had. If it's a surgery that ends up um, needing sutures to heal the incision afterwards or staples, usually wait till the sutures are out. Um, to do it on the affected limb, but we can do it immediately on an unaffected limb to get systematic uh, responses. Um, We can also start within a certain time frame based on what you're allowed to do post-op. So as with any post-op procedure, you might end up at seven to 10 days being able to add an active range of motion or, you know, at four weeks being able to add the active range of motion or strengthening at six weeks. So we discuss with your surgeon what they're comfortable with, and then we get things going as soon as possible. The other thing I'll say is that if you can do prehab, if you know surgery is imminent for you and you can do some BFR before your surgery, that can be super beneficial in increasing these physiological markers for healing, as well as getting you as much strength pre-op as possible and increasing your familiarity with the procedure so that you're ready to roll as soon as you're allowed to after your surgery. So how can someone get on the schedule? Well, um, if you have any more questions about BFR, um, you can check in with our website at RockyMountainTheraPros.com. You can also email Caitlin here at Caitlin, C-A-I-T-L-I-N-R-M-T-P 
at gmail.com with questions about BFR. And um, if you need to get on the schedule for that locally, you can email her and she can help you out with that. Or again, you can get on our website at Rocky Mountain Therapros at gmail.com. And you can find more information about BFR there as well if you just want to learn a little bit more. Um, so luckily, we have a little bit more time and we can mm-hmm. talk about some more details mm-hmm. with BFR. Um, and if you're just turning in, tuning in, BFR is blood flow restriction training, where we use a cuff to artificially stress the tissues and gain muscle mass with lower loads. So one of the questions that I get is, when should somebody do BFR and when should they just return to high intensity strengthening? Um, Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I would say that anytime there's still some muscle strength deficits, we should still be doing BFR, whether that's like rehabbing from an injury or a surgery or just in general. Um, Generally, when people, I'll back up a little bit and say that if they had a surgery or an injury and they're They've been with me for quite a few weeks or maybe a few months, and they're starting to feel pretty strong on both sides and like their balance and their proprioception is the next step as to being um, helped, then they can usually start to graduate on. Um, I'm always collaborating with Tannis too, which is great. So we can kind of come to a um, informed decision together as to when that patient needs to graduate. But in general, if it's just a kind of a general athlete, um, once they start to feel like their one limb is catching up to the other limb pretty well, then they can start to graduate on to regular strength training. I also find, so I think that, you know, there's a variety of ways to use your resources. And the bare minimum, I would say, is using BFR until you can re- safely return to lifting heavier loads mm-hmm. and high intensity at the level that you would need to actually gain muscle mass. And that might be something to talk to your provider or your coach about, like what that actually looks like, because that could be confusing. Mm -hmm. What does it actually take to gain or maintain muscle mass? So that's one of the things that we look at in our practice is we take true measurements of what are your deficits side to side? What are your deficits for your return to sport? And what are... What are your best options for making those gains so that you no longer have mm-hmm. deficits? If the person still has deficits and they have the resources to continue with BFR, and in our clinic we, you know, you're a you're a highly skilled personal trainer, and so you're actually making sure that they're doing all of their exercises with super good form, mm-hmm. and that we're picking exercises that really address their deficits. So I think that we're fortunate that we live in a community where people really do value their ability to return to play and do it safely and do it for a long time. So we see folks really utilize the BFR, as you were saying, until they're really not showing major deficits, which has been really helpful. Yeah, it's a great way to establish a really good strength base, which is often overlooked in the strength training community. I see a lot of people that come in that haven't really um, established that base. So this is a great way to do that in such a like controlled, detail-oriented setting. Again, returning to the ACL reconstruction program we have, one of the disappointing things in medicine is that our risk for re-injury after an ACL reconstruction is really relatively high. Mm-hmm. And so by adding this into your ACL program you and seeing it through until there are no deficits, and Caitlin's got extra training, 
and making sure that we're also addressing the neuromuscular Mm -hmm. component of things. So your proprioception, your balance, your body's ability to respond to an unanticipated stress, whether that's on skis or hiking or running or biking, um, that it can acknowledge that stress and respond to it without injury is really important. And so the BFR helps us take that to the next level as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to recap, if there's any limitation in your ability to exercise at high levels, then you're likely a candidate for BFR. For sure. Yeah. So um, is there anything else that you would like to share? I mean, a, a question I'm thinking of that I get sometimes is well, how will I feel after the session? And like we've mentioned, the beauty is that you shouldn't feel super, you, you most likely won't feel super sore the next day, but you will feel kind of tired and fatigued like you did at workout, which is kind of cool because you're only, depending on if you're doing one limb versus both limbs, you're only doing 30 minutes per limb. So um, people often leave pretty fatigued, like they got a good workout, even if they can't necessarily work out yet due to an injury. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. That's uh I think it's really important for our folks to get that beta endorphin release yes. and all of that without having the, the muscular um, response. Mm-hmm. So thanks all for joining us. And thank you, Caitlin, so thank much. Thank you. This was awesome. And uh, maybe we'll have to do it again based on um, some BFR, maybe some particular programming that mm-hmm. people should know that they can look for in our community. Mm-hmm. All right. Signing off. All right. Bye. Bye. Standing down on Main Street across Mr. Blues, my faded leather jacket, my weathered brogan shoes. Chill north wind was blowing, but the spring was coming on. Cause I wanted to myself just how long I had been gone. So I strolled across old Main Street, walked down a flight of stairs, stepped into the hall, saw.